the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Joining me now, Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com. Hello, Mr. Rosen. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Uh, kind of enjoying the, the panic out there, so to speak. Um, markets are getting whacked pretty good uh, but in perspective it's not that bad from our recent all-time highs uh, but people get pretty nervous what do you think about the whole Chinese yuan issue I think it's exactly what it what it looks like you know China is experiencing a bigger slowdown than they want or are trying to maintain so they're doing everything they can to boost growth and China is still a very uh, heavy export growth model. So, you know, in order to boost exports, they're devaluing their currency and hoping to make uh, Chinese goods more competitive against, you know, Vietnamese goods and goods in, uh, in other areas of Southeast Asia. Okay. Should we worry about it? Because there's that fear of, like, a, a war, you know, countries basically lowering the value of their currency to compete with each other in the global markets. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't worry about it as the U.S. citizen if I was investing in, uh, you know, other areas of the globe, especially Southeast Asia, their, their main competitors for producing, you know, high labor-intensive, uh, you know, consumer goods. Uh, then yeah, you know, Vietnam is definitely going to respond. You're going to have probably response of Indonesia. You know, there's talk that Australia may even respond to this. So, you know, if you're in those areas, if you're looking, if if you own stock, for example, in in those uh, countries' indices, then then there's you know concern. Yeah, in the U.S., you know, and I tend to be economically focused and not necessarily market focused. I mean, the big question here is if the U.S. currency appreciates considerably against this, we're importing in a lot of deflationary pressures. What I mean is, you know, the U.S. dollar can buy more goods at a cheaper rate. So prices of of our imports decline. And if those prices are passed through to consumers, which is possible given the fact that you know, there's competition among companies trying to lure consumers in, and the easiest way to do that is to reduce prices. So if you have a little bit more margin built in because of the, uh, you know, lower import costs, 
you're going to be reducing price growth and inflation already is way below Fed target and now you're adding just another uh, headwind so to sp- so to say to get to the inflation target level and and that could crimp economic growth changing topics and moving into the jobs openings in June it fell just a bit from record highs the number of job openings in the US fell uh, the overall level suggests demand for workers remains strong this is something that people have said it is a Janet Yellen indicator would this imply that we're still going to see an, or that we will see an interest rate hike in September well hey you know we, we call this a Janet Yellen indicator because she mentioned it as one of the things she looks at in one speech you know, several months ago after she just became chair. The reality is I mean, the number itself by by itself completely alone is really useless. I mean, the, the idea of the number of jobs that are open doesn't tell you anything. What you want to know is the rate of hiring and you want to know, you know, based on the unemployment rate, what's going on. So if you link it with the unemployment rate, and you take the fact that the unemployment rate's at 5.3%, and we're seeing you know, a slow increase in the number of job openings. What it tells us, you know, if these rates are correct, that the employment sector is tightening, that businesses are having a harder time finding talent to fill those job openings. Theoretically, when businesses are having trouble finding talent, the way they do so is to raise uh, wages, which means that we should expect to see incomes rise. So the number itself, the 5.2, 5.3, 5.4 million, you know, that it's been over the last few months doesn't tell us much. But when you combine it with the unemployment rate that's been declining, you know, it gives the indication, and this is what uh, Yellen is looking for, that there's upward pressure on income, on wages, because businesses are going to have to, you know, increase wages to attract talent to fill those open positions. Okay, I think I'm tracking all of this. I'm trying to put it in some sort of perspective in my head. Um, it's been the first Friday of the month has come and gone, but I haven't talked to you since then. What was your overall feeling on the jobs numbers? It was a very Goldilocks number. I mean, it, it basically okay. met every criteria that the Fed was looking for as a rate hike. I mean, you had jobs growth exceeding 200,000. You had an unemployment rate that remained at 5.3%. Uh, granted that there's still some biases in these numbers. You had wage growth uh, that was normal, you had 0.2% increase in hourly wages. You had a small increase in the average work week. Overall aggregate income levels or aggregate earning levels based on the change in jobs, the work week and the average hourly wage was about 0.7%, which means that there's healthy uh, uh, consumption growth baked into those numbers. That's exactly what the Fed is looking for in terms of liftoff. Now, are these numbers fantastic? No. You know, the fact that, you know, the 5.3% unemployment rate is only 5.3% because we have the lowest labor force participation rate since the 1970s tells us that there's still a, you know, vast number of workers that have left the labor force because they can't find jobs and have not returned since the recession ended. Now, the fact that if you take in all those people, you probably have an unemployment rate that's closer to uh, 7% than 5%. You know, that means that job growth could exceed 300,000 to pull down the unemployment rate, and that's not happening. So, 
you know, it's good enough for what the Fed is looking for. It's not good enough to signal that the, uh, you know, economy is growing at a three, three and a half percent clip. I've read some gloomy reports from economists and from people in the industry. I would say the gloomiest is saying that we're headed for a deflation-led recession. Do you see a chance of that happening? Uh, it was compared very similar to Japan. Well, you have commodity prices that are on a downward spiral because of weak global demand. You have you know, an appreciating currency, which makes it difficult for uh, U.S. firms to export, and it means that we import deflationary pressures because we're importing cheaper goods. So, yeah, I mean, it's possible. Uh, I don't think it's likely. I think that if you look at core inflation, it, it's weak. It's still well below 2%. But if you look at the, you know, the PC numbers that, that uh, the Fed looks at, I mean, they're stable at least. We're not seeing too much of a move down. So, yeah, you know, I, I think things are all right. I, I don't think things are great. I think that if the Fed raises rates quickly and consistently, I think that could make things much more difficult, and I think it could lead to a potential recession in that respect. But the way things are right now, it's not on my radar in a you know one to two year time frame at least. Speaking with Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com, is there anything else that you're working on right now that you think you should bring to our attention to kind of give us more of your insights? Yeah, I, I think that you know we still need to look at to see how uh, incomes are going to handle. I think that the retail sales report tomorrow is going to be important. We saw that we had a decent increase in uh, wages according to the employment report. So let's see if consumers are willing to spend those wages. You know, are we going to see a nice gain in retail sales, or are we going to see you know soft growth? You know, nothing that we would you know consider to be really really strong, which would suggest to us anyways that consumers are still concerned about economic growth prospects in the future and they're actively changing their uh, their savings rate to match that which would you know not be so good considering that it's still relatively high so yeah I think a lot you know if we're looking at immediate trends and what's going on look to tomorrow's retail sales report to see how really the consumer is feeling about the economy I saw recently that auto loans hit nearly $1 trillion, um, basically low interest rates, <clears throat> high demand, rising prices of new vehicles. Are you concerned with the debt levels of the credit cards and the auto loans and the student loans in America? Is that real oh, one day? I mean, on the individual basis, there's a lot to be concerned. On the aggregate basis, it doesn't look so bad. Uh, asset prices are uh, increasing, so the asset to liability ratios are manageable. Uh, debt to income levels are becoming more manageable. So, you know, as a whole, I don't see a problem. At a micro level, it could be. You know, there's always the question is, you know, are these uh, debt to asset ratios biased because maybe the top earners are receiving all the income gains and their debt to income levels are really low? And the rest of the people in the country, maybe their debt to income levels are much higher than normal, but we can't break it out because of, uh, you know, we aggregate all the numbers as opposed to looking at specific quintiles of uh, the income distribution. But as a whole in the U.S. economy, I'm not concerned. Okay. Thank you very much. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com. 
You can find him at briefing.com. It's a great independent source of domestic and international information tied towards investing, towards stocks, tied towards economies, um, technical trades, story stock ideas. They got it all. Great site, lots of great content. Check out briefing.com. We could be together if you wanted to. If this feeling flows both ways, we're sort of hoping that you'd stay. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.